The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. (laughs) It's early break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks again to Jerry DiNardo for joining us for the BTN last segment. If you missed that podcast, you can check it out at theticketfm.com or wherever you find your podcast for early break. He was wonderful. Jerry was wonderful. Jerry was really, really good today. A lot of stuff there. I mean, that, that, that bit about not having a play caller at a place like Nebraska. You don't want an offensive play caller, probably not a defensive play caller, at a place as – the the monster that is Nebraska, but we got to get to the monster that is Robin Wash. That is right, Robin Wash at Husker Online joins us this morning. Robin, good morning. Hey, you saw basketball on Sunday. Yeah. Nebraska beat Chadron State eighty-seven to sixty. Jawan Gary was kind of the star of the show. Uh, I guess Robin, start with Jawan Gary. Did you expect him to be that? Can he can he be Nebraska's score leader this season? What do you expect from Jawan Gary after you saw on Sunday? Uh, probably not scoring leader. Okay. He can be in that conversation um you know i don't put a lot of stock um really any into that game uh fair enough exhibition against a division two school first game these guys have played together they ran two total offensive sets they had a post play and a perimeter play and that's all they ran the entire game so um you know really as far as like the actual basketball is concerned um i don't really evaluate much of anything with that but um there are some things you can look at uh, you can look at how um they manage their rotations <laughs> they played uh all 12 healthy scholarship players in the first half um but you can see kind of who that first wave with gary and tobinaga being the first guys off the bench and then um you know kind of how the minutes sort of sparsed out after that um but then i also just kind of liked how active they were, um, especially defensively. Um, no matter who was on the floor, uh, all the talk all off season about the attention being paid to defense, the emphasis um, on rebounding, it, it carried over into that exhibition to where it seemed like everyone cared about playing defense. They cared about rebounding. 
um, and it, like I said, it translated into their play. Um, there was some other intangible stuff too that I liked, where you know Sam Greasel had that big dunk, you know, that the, the big highlight reel dunk, and the first thing everybody did after he threw it down was turn back and get on defense, you know, and so like that's kind of the the veteran stuff that you like to see out of a team to where, you know, they weren't dancing around doing every, um, you know, acting like they just won the final four. They went back and kept playing basketball. And so, you know, it's little things like that, that I probably um, take away from that game as much as anything. Um, you know, we'll get a much better look uh, at what this team's all about next week when they go um, and have a rematch charity re- exhibition rematch at Colorado. Uh, Cause then you're actually playing another, you know, high major opponent. So, um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, it was a good start. Um, it was, was not perfect by any stretch, but again, you got to take it for what it is because Nebraska treated that every bit as an exhibition against a, um, local state, uh, college, uh, as they should. This is getting into the weeds a little bit early, but you've, I've, I've seen you express some level of concern about this on our Husker online live chat. I've heard you talk about it a little bit. I think they feel really good about Sam Greasel as their point guard, but what about backup point guard? What do they do if it's not Greasel? Is it, 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 does it become that SMU transfer? Yeah. Emmanuel Bandamel was the next primary ball handler after Sam went out. Um, in that game. So again, as far as rotations go, that that's some stuff you can take away. Um, and he was, he was pretty good, but again, I think a lot of it was just kind of by committee. You know, when Sam was not on the court, it was either Bandamel or anybody else kind of running running the break. And that's always been a hallmark of, of Fred's offense, where you know one through five, if needed, can can facilitate the offense, especially after a defensive rebound. Um, but you know, I, st- I still think that, that that conversation is to be determined. Um, you know, Ramel Loy played a little bit. Um, There's some talk that he might be the the number three option at point guard, but um, you know, he didn't come in until the very end of the the first half. So, you know, I guess we'll we'll see kind of where he stands. But basically, I think what it's going to come down to, especially early on, is it's going to be very rare that Bandamel or Greasel are not on the floor. Um, so that's kind of your one-two option right there until they feel comfortable enough with somebody else taking on that reins if you know for whatever reason either of them uh, need to be on the bench nebraska was six for 26 on threes in the game robin i know it's exhibition didn't count but we've seen this problem for nebraska over the last couple of years that they want to shoot threes they just don't make them at a high clip what is that going to change at some point i mean can this team be a good shooting team or just bound to be average to bad in that element and there's a reason that was a big concern all off season. Yep. Um, you know who was going to score. Yeah, you, you have guys that should be better shooters. You know, Casey's here because he shoots three pointers. CJ Wilter um, is supposed to be one of your go-to three-point shooters. Um, and you know, I guess the big concern about that number is uh, you look at the the guys on that roster that you identify to be kind of your go-to perimeter players. Uh, they combined to go three for fifteen in that game. And Juwan Gary led the team with two made threes. So if your your power forward your backup power forward is leading you in three pointers, that's that's probably an issue. So I asked um Derek, Sam, um and Fred after the game if there was any level of concern just about the shooting right now and all of them immediately dismissed it. Um they feel very confident that they're a much better three point shooting team than than what they showed. Um Fred also made it clear that uh, you know again they only ran one perimeter action. Um so 
when the playbook opens up, maybe you can get some design sets to create some better high percentage looks um, to, to get your shooters going a little bit more. So um, we'll see uh, how that element of the offense evolves. But uh, in Nebraska, they, they need guys to step up and make those shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't design a lot of plays, but they also had some guys just miss some open threes. And so, you know, that's 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 why I think there's a lot of just concern about the offense is that they don't have that, you know, bona fide. This guy's going to go out and get you 15 to 20 a game, and this guy's going to be your your dead eye three point shooter. Um, especially after that kind of uninspiring shooting performance uh, on Sunday. We're talking to the – I mean, Jake, we are talking to the foremost Nebraska men's basketball expert. We are. I mean, this is – I know it's, that's embarrassing for you to hear that, Robin. Yeah, now that's that, yeah, That's the good news. The bad news is I did notice – I you noticed too that I read what you write on the chat. Um, you predict – you have predicted Nebraska to win 10 games overall – and go four and sixteen in the Big Ten. Now that's the bad news. Um, is what would you need to see, for instance, at Colorado Sunday, or just in the near future, for you to change that to a more pleasant record? <laughs> yeah. Um, again, the Colorado thing—it's it's an exhibition, yeah. so you still take it for what it is. The fact that they're going on the road, I think, is important um, to get kind of thrown into that that environment right away um, and see how they respond. I think there, there's a lot you could take from that. Um, but, you know, I guess to, from there, uh, can they avoid the, the Western Illinois-type loss or, or whatever where they have Maine and Omaha coming to town? Can, can they beat those teams that they're supposed to beat? Um, you know, maybe that changes things a little bit. But then the, the real big one is going to be St. John's because if they can go into that St. John's game um, through the Gavit the Gavit Games event, uh, and find a way to you know be competitive or even win that game, um, then then all of a sudden I think you kind of reevaluate your your expectations for this season because uh, that's that's going to be a real litmus test about what this group is all about because uh, that's adversity, real adversity, right out of the gates, having in game three uh, going um, and playing on the road, and, and I think the last time was there. Uh, Nebraska was there. St. John's turned that game into a an and one dunk fest where they were throwing alley oops off the backboard and all that stuff. So um, <laughs> that was bad. Let, 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 let's let's see kind of how this time around and this group how they're able to to handle that. So that's uh, I'm going to hold off on you know, making any massive changes to my prediction until I actually see them handle some real adversity. And yeah, you'll get a little bit of that with the Colorado game, but it's still an exhibition. And we saw how much stock you could put into exhibitions against Colorado last year. Uh, so how they handle that St. John's game is going to, that would be the first real point where I might say, Hey, maybe I'm going to add a few wins to that win total. But right now, just given kind of the questions still remaining about Nebraska's roster and especially on offense, and then the degree of difficulty of their schedule, it's just hard for me to um, expect much more uh, than, than that, that prediction I have right now. But, again, very much open for change, and uh, that St. John's game is going to be a real opportunity to maybe swing that thing in, uh, in the positive direction. Last thing, Robin, one football question for you. What 6-1 and one start is more surprising, Illinois in college football or the New York football giants in the NFL? <laughs> 
good well, question. given how the uh, NFC East is the best division of all football, uh, and then how the Big Ten West might be the worst division <laughs> in all of Power Five college yeah. football, I'll say the Giants are a little bit more surprising than Illinois. But Illinois is very much surprising. Um, given how quickly Brett Bielema has got that thing rolling. All right. I'll, I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Robin, thank you for the time. We'll chat with you next weekend. Uh, thank you for the time. That was a good guy. See you. Robin Washington, Husker Online. Oof. Oof. A lot there. A lot there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it is really hard as a fan to go into a season and see a prediction of 10 wins overall and 4-16 and in conference. From play. Robin. But that's what they have been, though. From Robin. But they have been that way, so it's not really a surprise. It just sucks. And they have still sold 12,000 tickets preseason. Season tickets, basically. 12,000. People still it's basically like to have 12, to do in the wintertime. I mean, and Fred's... They deserve something better than what they've been seeing. Fred's likability factor is high. It is. People like Fred, and they should. That doesn't keep your job, though. I know. He's a lot, yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. Super likable. Super well, I'd like for it to work out for him, but that's not working out if it's 10 wins this season and 4 no, and No, I don't know. Well. I mean, I, it, and you can't keep that coach. I don't think so. You cannot so. keep that going because you're not showing signs of progress at all. Right. They have not shown a single sign of progress. Now that oh, can, yeah, I'd, I'd say late last season. Okay, three games last season. Right. The last three games of the regular season. Right, when they won at Wisconsin. And that was a little bit late to show anything that actually was of measure. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I want to be surprised in a good way. I got you. Help us out, Fred. All right, let's play the game. So give us a call right now at 464-5685. Your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe. Sip is 1-0 and on the week. Looking for a 2-0 start. Today's topic, we just talked college hoops with Robin Washington. How about current college basketball head coach. No oh, god. Yep. I know you're in football uh, uh, mode. Uh, uh, uh. Get into no. basketball mode for a second. No. I will give you the coach. You tell me what school he oh, is at. God, this is It is simpler that way. High potential for embarrassment right now. Well, we'll see how it goes. 464. <laughs> Thank you. 5685. Shut up simple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, SHUT UP, SIPPLE! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, SIPPLE. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, SIPPLE. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown SIP in trivia. 1-0 and o on the week. How do you feel today about college basketball head coaches? I haven't been in basketball mode at all. At all. Well, the good thing is I give you the coach. You tell me the school. I know. It's much that harder helps. the other way around. Yeah, it is. So you're welcome. Yeah. Names if, names of people. If are. you can hear me, you're on the, the game show. Who do we have today? Uh, Rogan. 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 Love the name. Love the name. Rogan, how do you feel about college basketball head coaches today? Uh, not too bad. Okay. All right. Well, like the confidence. Here we go. Rogan, first question goes to you. Here we go. What school is Nico Medved the coach of in college basketball? <coughs> Nico Medved. Colorado State. That is correct. Nope. Wouldn't have gotten it. Colorado I think, I think, State. I think you're in trouble. We got yeah, that. I know. You got that quick. quickly and confidently. Yeah, would not have gotten that. Okay, well, let's see how it goes. Sip, first question to you. Down 1-0. What school 
is Wayne Tinkle the coach at? Oregon State. It is two for two. Here we go. Here we go. Rogan, back to you for the lead. Last question. What school is Jerry Stackhouse the coach at? Oh, God. Vanderbilt. Oh, Help Rogan me. is just on fire over Yeah, not, I would not have gotten that either. All right, sip to force the tiebreaker. This is going quick. Last question. What school is Randy Bennett the coach at? Randy Bennett? Oh, Randy Bennett. God, why would you? I, this is a, it's, I think I know this, but why would you ask this? St. Mary's? Could get God. It's a hell of a get. Uh, I know, but all these were pretty tough. Actually, yeah, well, were they? Okay. Well, yeah. this goes to Rogan because you had it last time. Oh God. Speaking of Randy Bennett, don't do this, Rogan. This is to you and Sip will go over under your answer. Rogan, here's your question. Randy Bennett has been the coach at St. Mary's since the 2000-2001 season. How many NCAA tournament games has he coached in as a head coach there? Not just wins, but how many total, how many total NCAA tournament games has he coached in with the Gales of oh. St. Mary's? Um, 16. Sip over <laughs> under 16. <laughs> what the hell? I like the random, I like the random numbers here. 16 is the guess from Rogan. Well, I feel pretty confident in saying under. You know... It really wasn't a bad guess by Rogan. 13 oh, is the number. Rogan. So, Rogan, thanks for calling in. We'll get your bag of coffee, but call in mm. down the road. Nice try this morning. He's gone. Rogan. Yeah, Rogan. Gone. Good job. Yeah. Good try, Rogan. Okay, I think that's, I think he's surprised you lost. I think it's, that's 27 and 11. 27 Listen, that, and 11. That game never looked good for you, but you won. Yeah, it looked good in overtime. You didn't like my Randy Bennett question? Yeah. That was odd. No. He's been there for a long time. I know. No, that's a good point. Um, that's the overtime I question, it. I had a huge advantage. Huge advantage. What would you have guessed for a number? Around there. Around, Around there. 13? Yeah. His record's 5-8. and eight. Yeah. Around there. That was – that's a great win. I'm, I'm just patting myself on the back. Yourself. Yeah, I am. It was a great win. You got but, Randy Bennett. And it's great to be 2-0 and in the week. What conference is St. Mary's in? That's West Coast Conference. Hit it. Four horns. <laughs> where's that cruise ship at? WCC. Where's the, yeah, yeah. Where's the, where's the C at? Is the <laughs> Capital Beach? Where are we at? <laughs> Is that thing blowing in? <laughs> what the hell? Um, I'll take it. Nice win today. Thank you. Be proud of yourself. I'm gonna go change the. That board. is a two and zero start to the week tomorrow. Again, could be two straight weeks of a winning week by Wednesday. Trending. It's getting easier direction. for you. It's getting easier for you. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a I don't know. At 26 and 11 or 27 and 11, I'm looking at a two seed right now, ain't I? Three seed? Maybe not. Probably in a one seed. No. Probably two seed. Yeah. It depends on how strong the years of college basketball. Right. It depends on what school you're at. Yeah. I'm Danny Nee, and and what year was that when he had Rich King? What year? 91. Did, was it? Yeah. About that. Yeah. Early 90s. Three seed. Yeah. There were three seed. Didn't win. Nope. Didn't win. They could have just got that disgusting streak off the, the you know the zero and seven all time. It could have just 
Done it right there. Yeah. But Princeton, was it? No, it was Xavier. Xavier got in the one? I think it was Xavier. Xavier, Xavier had a dunk fest. Freaking Xavier. Xavier. Xavier had a dunk fest on him that day, on that night. Xavier, the Musketeers. Yeah. Spillover is next on Early Break on the Ticket. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.